Hello, and welcome back to the Merle Shree Podcast. Hello, everybody. Yeah, we're going to do um, a second recording here, a session two, uh, about health and just being healthy in ministry. And so uh, the last time we talked about a lot of good things, but today we're going to keep delving into the situation of marriage in ministry and wow. how to stay healthy in your marriage, and Sheree, you had some really good points that you were bringing up here just before the show, and I, I would love to just kind of jump into right yes. where we were, yeah. you know, right well, when we were talking. We should uh, have before. been. We should have hit record. That's always like the catch twenty two. But we just we just got back from getting away mm-hmm. for um, three nights, and it's had been a while since we had been able to do that. And we can blame COVID, and we can blame everything else, but we were like well overdue. Um, but it's always great to be able to do that because um, there's just, it's not like you're getting away for your anniversary. It's not like you're getting away because you have an agenda, but just to get away and relax and connect. And it was really good. I loved it just because we were able to be at peace and resting. Like it wasn't like we were praying through the next 12 months, you right. know, like those things are good. We and did needed. pray together. Yeah. But, you know, we didn't have that kind of an agenda of like, let's, you know, let's look at our schedules and figure stuff out. And the, reti- yeah. the, the rhythm was really more natural and more rested. I feel like when you try to get away for like your anniversary or your birthday, you, you know, you're like really trying to relax and have fun. Sometimes when you get away on a prayer retreat, you're just really trying to hear God for a specific thing and can be really intensely focused. But quarterly prayer retreats in this case for us this time was like, let's just get away and we can talk about the kids or or we can talk about the news or we can watch a movie or we yeah. can take the morning and study and pray and just hear God. Yeah. And that gentle pace, sometimes when you don't have something like a monkey on your shoulder or a big <laughs> issue that's in the room yeah. that you have to negotiate, <laughs> yeah. it, it's important. So... The guidance we and got. We, we also have five children. Have, so it was nice to like. Just finish a conversation. Right. Exactly. <laughs> not be interrupted as much. I mean, we love our children. They're great. Yes. But, yeah. yeah. That was a perk. So a number of years ago, um, when we were meeting with people who are in ministry long term and people who are, you know, really keeping a pace, they, they gave us a recommendation that was really like eye popping, like, well, we could never do that, but maybe we could do once or twice a year. They said... You know, we really recommend, and this I don't think was even in Dove. It was another organization. He's like, we really recommend that you get away for two nights, not just one night, but for two nights. Um, every quarter. Every quarter. Right. And I remember at that time, you know, we still had babies. I was still nursing. <laughs> and I was like, and even financially, that was like, what? Like, that is crazy. How does someone do that? Um, but instead of just like throwing it out, we started, we said, well, maybe we can do once or twice. Let's talk about that because like we've been through seasons where we were like poor yeah, and not many people know that, but like we, we didn't have any money. Like we were like, I mean, backing up even before we had kids, like just, we were Bible school students. We were married, young married, like Bible school students. We didn't have any money. Like living on a wing and a prayer. So why we're saying this is we're tired of hearing people say, (laughs) well, you could do that, but we can't, or you can afford that or we can't. So really why we're bringing this up is because we're taking every excuse out of your hands today Mm. because we had like, we were broke, broke. 
And we were in another continent with like no family, no nothing. And if we could go on a weekly date, it might have been to McDonald's for the 50 cent ice cream cone. Okay, right. no shame in that. We yeah. did that. We did that. We that, did that for, for years. For years, that was our date. Like we would go to the local McDonald's. Yes. And we would both get ice cream cones. It would it would be about $1. Yep. But it was, <laughs> it was spending the time together to do something special. And it, yeah. it wasn't that like, you know, the amount of money that we spent didn't make it special. We made it special. Yeah. And I think a lot of times too... Um, one rule I subconsciously have, and maybe this it's easier for you to disengage like that than it is for me because I have like this working list of you know things that we need to address. Yeah. But it's to make your date time not about issues. Mm-hmm. So say you you know you want to work through a budgetary difference in how you're using your finances <laughs> <laughs> or you're working through a situation. Your date is not like your monopoly on your time to just have a fight over that issue Hmm. you know dates are for connection for relaxation for showing care and love for the other person for doing something that's fun so if you need to schedule a time to have like a very intentional discussion not to have a fight but to have a you know to be able to be like let's sit down and work out the budget for the next six months don't do it over your date that's punishment don't do that (laughs) well that's something that's interesting that you say that because i've i've observed you do that really well like i've observed you doing that really well just where like okay, like we have this issue we need to work out, mm-hmm. but like this is not that time. And I have right. really appreciated that. Yeah, it this. works well because then you leave, you feel connected on, you know, in the area of like, well, we just had some downtime. We just didn't have to talk about anything really important, but we laughed a little bit. Maybe we ate some good food. Maybe we went for a walk, mm-hmm. whatever it is. It's just maintaining your whole relationship, which actually that is the area that often gets, I think, neglected in the mm. pace of life. So our, our big our big takeaway is we have tried to date once a week for for the last twenty one years. Yeah, so. for years. And that sounds fantastical with a schedule and we don't always get it in every week. Right. But we pretty frequently get it in two to three times a month. Typically, mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. long periods of time. I mean, there's been times when we were doing other stuff like renovations and it took precedence, but we've had a, a, a long pattern. So, our one recommendation is to date, to go on a date time. And it doesn't yeah. have to be expensive, it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And you really don't have any excuse. Well, and so also, like one thing I've seen you do, and, and we've done this, and you've, you know, been the primary driver behind this, Sheree, was that like, those conversations that have to be had, yeah. you know, where like it could turn into a, a interesting dialogue, long you know, dialogue or a fight or whatever, <laughs> you know, like maybe it's financial, maybe it is, you know, the direction of our life or whatever. Like, you know, we've actually scheduled those. Yeah. Like we've yeah. been like, listen, we need to talk about this issue. And instead of trying to talk about it now, like I'm not going to hijack your time right now. Right. But I would like to talk about this tomorrow at three o'clock. Yeah. And that's actually been helpful because, you know, both of us can like emotionally prepare mm-hmm. for that ahead of time mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of prepare to to have that dialogue and have that conversation. I know like 
in our own life, you know, like I love to rest, you know, so right. in, in terms of like, you know, I love to work hard and then rest and, and not like be talking about a, a ton of different things. And that's been helpful, you know, for me is to say like, okay, let's, let's punt this topic. Like it, it's very important, but we're going to punt it to tomorrow right? and engage with each other, <laughs> right? you know, uh, tonight. <laughs> and, and- and, That's been so helpful. and it's it's interesting in how you marry someone who's different than you because <laughs> ideas and that don't feel like work to me. Like I get life from talking about them and you don't in the same way. And so right. learning that has been, you know, a journey of a lifetime and I'm still getting better at that. And you're still getting, I'm better, still getting at, better at that. Too. At that. Yeah. Um, but learning to love someone else in the way that they receive love is is an important part of just having a healthy marriage and learning how to do that and meet someone else's needs. So date, yeah. that's what we're trying to yeah. say. And, and, you know, go, you know, if you think you don't have a babysitter, I can talk to you about not having babysitters in another country. And if you pray about it mm-hmm. and you actually both start looking, you'll be surprised. God will provide. You can even swap babysitting with neighbors with people in your community because you know what the fact is they probably also need a babysitter when they want to go out right and you know a lot of times you don't even have to pay a babysitter you can just be like hey could we swap babysitting for date nights mm-hmm. and god can provide in so many different ways and so sometimes i feel um there was times we'd just go for a drive. We'd just go for a drive. Because we didn't have the money to like go out to eat to a nice yeah. restaurant or something like that. Yeah. We would just go for a nice drive. Or when we didn't even have money for gas, we would just go for a walk. Like, yeah. You know, it's and fine. for a, um, a large percentage of the 20 years we've been married, probably 50% of that, we've lived close to an ocean. So we were able to just, you know, get out and go and walk. Yeah. On the a beach. beach walks are so beautiful. Yeah. And so we kind of no have... longer have that. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So our big thing is try to get some sort of weekly date, sometime a weekly connection time. Try to get away quarterly. And if quarterly sounds like wow, that's just going to break my budget. I don't know how that's possible. We couldn't always do that. Sometimes we had yeah. even nursing babies. Two days just was like, really? We're going to take, I'm going to be like awake every four hours. I don't know if this is even worth it. But work towards it because we mm-hmm. didn't get away quarterly for many years and we're still kind of working towards that number. Mm-hmm. But if you don't start doing something, you're going to continue to get the same results you've got before. Mm, that's so true. You know, that's true. Like, talk to talk to me, Shree, about um, like. So let's talk to talk to the person who just hears this and they're swamped. Yeah, you know, their finances are tight. They're doing. We're going to assume that they're in ministry. They're doing everything they know to do, right? right. They're doing prayer meetings every evening, you know, right. or in the evenings and life groups or cell groups. And they're doing like worship practices. Discipleship. And they're doing discipleship one-on-one. They're doing counseling yeah. with people. They're preparing yeah. messages for Sunday morning. Yeah. They're, you know, and that's their life. And, and they're yeah. maybe tight financially. They're just in that season, that crucible season. And talk to, talk to them. First off, I have to say, I get you, and you are amazing. Yeah. I love what you're doing for Jesus. Amen. And that yeah. feels normal, 
okay? So sometimes you feel like, this is crazy. How do people do that? But that pace is normal. That lifestyle is what people feel like when they're going for God, okay? That's healthy. It's cool. It's amazing. Don't quit. I love it. You are rocking it. Um, But how do you know I want to take a step and I don't know how to do it? So um, this is what I suggest. Number one, get your calendar for the next quarter, the next six months, and commit to dates. Mm. That's so important. So it's like adulting 101 because a lot of times we we schedule last and then mm-hmm. you can't go anywhere. Yeah. Sec- we talked about this in our first session too yes. together, you know, scheduling the important things first. Yeah. But- so try to get that in the schedule and then see what God does. So the second thing I'd recommend to you is um, one time I called Floyd McClung um, and he was uh, formerly with YWAM and in Kansas all City and now, All yeah. Nations. He's um, since then gone on to be with yeah. the Lord and got his heavenly reward. But he was like, I love talking to him because he totally got that <laughs> like life, <laughs> what, we were, doing, what yeah. we were doing. And he said something to me that totally shifted me. And, it, and I have used it now so many times. He's like, Sheree, get an envelope and write on what it's for. Um, and I wanted to do something that would bless you. And, and I had called him about that. And he was like, Sheree, get an envelope and write on what it's for and pray and trust God to fill that. Mm. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. Instead of saying I can't, it's not possible, we'll never have the money, I made an envelope and I put what it was on and I was like, okay, Lord. Yeah. It was a birthday gift It for was me. a birthday yeah. gift for you. And you know what? In like just a few months, we had extra income come in and we knew exactly where it would go mm-hmm. and it went into that envelope and like what we had set out to do happened. Yeah. And a few months before that, it would have seemed like impossible. Well, so, so many times when we say things like this or when we talk, when we're talking with people, like you say, you, you give a recommendation and the first thing we hear back is all the reasons why we can't do it. Oh, I hate that so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you need to tell me if I have to wear the counselor hat so I can be patient from you. Because right now I'm wearing the Enneagram Enneagram 8 hat that says, like, you probably have the relationship you deserve because everything I'm trying to tell you that helped us shift, you're giving me an excuse why you can't do it and why you won't do it and why you just never do it. And I'm like, well, then enjoy your life. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, burn. You probably have the relationship you deserve because you're not willing to put in any work. Right. Like how many counselors have you been to, like, to find the right one? Or how many books have you read? Or yeah. how many like, you know, events have you gone to? Marriage events where it's not just like come kumbaya and come together, but it's where there's teaching. And I mean, we, we you benefited. get to be a better person. Like, right. it's not just all about. I. It's not nice to sit and listen to someone tell you why all their problems is about their spouse. There are times when the significant trigger is the spouse, mm-hmm. but I think in the majority of cases, there are things that you can do that can improve your situation because you look also at yourself. And that's hard work. It is hard work. And it's not easy. Definitely. I think that's why people don't do it. Yeah. Either. But I mean, there's tons of great resources out there. I mean, I remember talking to people who are in their 60s and 70s and 80s now, and they're like, we did not have these resources. 
Right. You know, I mean, there's the five love languages out there. Right. There's love and respect, you know, and, and not just the book, but like the whole teaching series yeah. around it. Yeah. You know, why we love. Why we I love. love yeah. why we love. Yeah. There um, is that why we love.com. Uh, I forget. I'd have to, I'll try to link yeah. to it in the comments. Yeah. I mean, there's Mark Gungor, Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage. Oh, the flag, and the flag test. page test. I love his com. flag like, page test. Yeah. There's the, I mean, and just, you know, launching into a whole other realm of just like the DIA. SC profiles and the Enneagram profiles and you know all yes, of those but things. You can even go into like crucial conversations, which teaches you how to have better co- conflicting conversations. Right, right. That and was a big one for me. So big. There's um, yeah. Keep Your Love On by Danny Silk, which right. is so confrontational at the beginning. Yeah. But it really makes you look at your posture and your relationship. Well, There's and so many resources. It returns a lot of responsibility to yourself. Yes. That like, oh, I actually am responsible for this. And I can do something to change it as opposed to just be a victim the whole time. Right. Yeah. 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 And I think it's a journey. Like, I think God has, when you're willing to pursue and to grow in emotional health Mm -hmm. yourself, and when you're willing to, even sometimes the best input is just to have a spiritual father or mother Mm -hmm. who you can be like, this is what I'm dealing with. And they can be like, well... You know, maybe you're a little strong in that, (laughs) or they're like, well, maybe I can see it from this other perspective, or they'll Mm -hmm. be like, you know what, I get that, and I get the season you're in because I've been somewhere similar, but I'm going to pray with you and and put my hand in in your back and pray through that. Those things require vulnerability, and vulnerability is not easy to practice. Right. But but you're bringing up something there that I want to highlight, and that's the, the... value of accountability in all of this yeah because if like your idea of accountability is someone who just sits and listens to you like and accepts everything you say that's not really accountability like someone who just you know doesn't confront you or doesn't bring you know bring uh, hold your feet to the fire of things that you've said god has you know called you to do or you know like true accountability is someone who said listen you said you were going to get away for you know one night this week or you said you were going to get away for a date night how have you been doing that oh you haven't done it for the last four weeks like right okay so why are you not doing that for the last four weeks like that's you know real accountability actually holds you accountable and i love you know the you know I've, i've heard this definition of accountability it's to account for your ability so god has given you an ability to accomplish something yeah and we're going to hold you to account for that right yeah i mean and i i when I look back in my life, I hear someone saying, yeah, but you, your marriage is so easy. Like <laughs> life is so easy for you. Like I'm, I'm hearing someone say that mm-hmm. from the outside looking in, you always are judging someone else's relationship as being better than yours and easier than yours. Right. And I think you don't know the work that someone else has put in to pursue their calling and also to keep their their marriage in a place where it's thriving and healthy and still growing. Yeah. I mean, we had tons of times where we fought over stuff. Right. Even 15 years. years. Yeah. There, it was really hard. Like when finances were hard, it was hard. Communication is hard. Communication was hard. Yeah. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember one issue that we had a significant breakthrough on, I think it was around year 15 
And I was like, wow, we're still like breaking barriers in our communication at year 15. Like, and it was just one of those things that it would have been easier to just say, we have tried to figure this out for so many years and it just didn't go well. Like it just, we weren't getting through it. And then to suddenly have like a breakthrough in that, you know, continuing to circle a new way tentatively mm-hmm. and to try to honor one another and to try to understand. And then suddenly God does a moment when you're like, ah, this is so great. We got through that. And we are suddenly understanding yeah. what the other person, where they're coming from. I mean, we're saying that to just tell you, this is just life. Right. You know, our one of our mentors Everyone when we were in Bible job. school said, you don't have marriage problems. You have normal problems. <laughs> and right. so it doesn't mean that you um, your your relationship shouldn't be without conflict or without, you know, that you're always perfectly going to understand one another because I, I don't know if that's ever attainable. Right. But I think what you are responsible for is how you're going to continue to be like, I'm 100% here. I'm 100% engaged mm-hmm. for the vulnerability, even when the times when it just didn't seem easy or it didn't get nicely tied up with the bow and resolution. Right. I'm still wholehearted committed to emotional health and growth in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, because in ministry, I think the pace is different. Like, And in our case, we're both doing sometimes mm-hmm. ministry at the same time. It's not like you're just out there. I'm just out there. Right. So it's if we don't maintenance it, nobody's going to maintenance it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Bible talks about keeping your soul. You know, and I think this is all part of it. So, you know, we're talking about keeping our marriages Mm -hmm. in health, right? Mm -hmm. But it really comes back to like also like being committed to health as an individual in your in your mind. And I know there's so much out there today with like fitness and all that kind of thing. But like really your your soul, you know, and being able to be in that place. And that takes learning. Like it's not just comforting yourself where you are. But it's allowing yourself to learn and be stretched. I mean, God has stretched us and still is stretching yeah, us. Yeah, I and mean, just, ugh. I mean, and so many of you listening, I'm sure, can write the volumes and write the book on the stretching of God, mm-hmm. you know, where He just stretches your capacity. And even today, I was just thinking this morning, uh, just like, man, we're walking through some really intricate, you know, uh, scenarios right now where it's just like one thing after another, after another, after another. And if I blow up emotionally, and when I say blow up, I don't mean we get angry, but like allow the emotionalism of like, oh my goodness, it's just one more thing like that. You weary yourself out, right? you know? Like, and it's just like, okay, this is just part of the capacity, the stretching of the Lord, the capacity building of the Lord. And the amazing thing is, is that God has so much more faith in us than we have in ourselves. I mean, thinking about Gideon, right? Like in the wine press, oh, mighty man of valor, right? Like I love that. He didn't didn't think he could, you know, lead a nation to victory or lead an army. And, and, you know, time and time and time again, like when you're being used by God, he's stretching you. Like he's stretching your capacity and stretching your ability and and, and throwing you in the deep end and, and letting you swim and then she, teaching you how to swim. And, and you know, there's so many times that the Lord just does that. But that's where, you know, he, um, he allows us to, to walk through that mm. um, with him. I love that. 
We don't have to have it all together on the front side. Very few of us ever feel that way. I want to recommend a book recommendation. It's called 25 Surprising Marriages, How Great Christians Struggle to Make Their Marriages Work. It covers um, some famous... Uh, Christians and their what their real life marriages were like in the Bible and sometimes you hear about these great men and women of God and you're like whoa uh, n- not not great men and women in the Bible but great men and women in of history. God in yeah. history and you're like whoa they just represent these bigger than life movements and and how and they just had lasting impact for decades and when I read this book it talks about Sometimes they had great marriages. Sometimes our marriages really struggled. Sometimes they struggled with sickness. A lot of them struggled just with heavy, just mental, um, just sometimes feeling very overwhelmed, very burdened, mm. Um, mm. melancholic, you know, all the different <laughs> things. And I read that and it was so healing to me because I was like, I identified myself in different phases and stages on the faith journey because mm-hmm. when you're in marriage and in your in your in ministry, it costs you something. Okay, we're putting like um, I mean anything that's worth having costs something, right? Mm-hmm. And you're putting spiritual um, energy and effort in to not just lead yourself but to lead others, and it it's not always you know roses. You know sometimes it just it takes more time than you thought you'd have, more money than you thought you'd have, uh, more energy than you thought you have. And I want to just encourage everyone to whatever you're doing, just sow it as unto the Lord because He's the great rewarder. But what I found in is that these kinds of things were common to what people face in ministry over decades and generations. And it was just such an inspiration. And so as we as we pursue the Lord together, I just want to encourage you that right where you are with the wrestle that you have right now, it can be really overwhelming and you can feel like you're being besieged by the needs and the burdens that God has placed within your care. But at the end of the day, what are the things that you can agree in this year to say, we're just going to agree around this in prayer as a couple. Like God just gave me a word in the last month, like what are the things that you and Merle are going to agree in together? Sometimes I have things I'm agreeing before the Lord. Sometimes you have things you're agreeing to before the Lord. But what are the things that we're going to agree together and say, Lord, would you move in this area? Maybe you're praying for a child, a breakthrough mm. in their attitude. Maybe you're praying for and a family member. Maybe you're praying for a move of God in a specific area. Maybe um, just in your marriage, you are even interceding in a certain area of unity for your own relationship. But there is power when two people can come into agreement and say, okay, well, maybe maybe that five things are yours, but these five are we can agree together. Yeah. And you just begin to go to war in yeah. prayer. Well, I think that's so powerful right there because... That is really, like, I believe the building blocks of the church, like the ecclesia, where, you know, the the Greek definition, we won't go into it too long, but Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it, right? Like Jesus, when he was talking about the church, that was something the disciples already understood. That was a term of that day, meaning the government, those who came together to hear a, a matter and respond to it in the city. And, and that's a very loose translation there, but like that's, you know, 
our marriages are really ecclesias where like we have been given responsibility together over the spiritual direction of our family and of our home. And when we come together to hear what the matters are, to hear what the challenges are and to respond and Mm -hmm. to pray and make a declaration. And Jesus said, we're two or three are are in, you know, uh, are to get, are gathered together. I am there in their midst. And I know that that's talking about like restoring a sinning brother or confronting somebody, Mm -hmm. but the principle of, listen, when you come together, God is also present. The three stranded cord is not easily broken. And so Mm -hmm. in marriage, when you get together, like there is spiritual power released, like you are the government of your family. You are the government of your home when you gather together and there's authority released at that level. You know, that's, that's the foundation blocks of a church. We're hearing what God is saying about our family, about the direction of, of our lives together. We're agreeing about it. We're praying about it. We're hashing it out. We're working it out and we're growing together. Like there is spiritual authority that is released out of that. And I I believe that that's one of the reasons why Satan comes against marriages so hard Right, is because of the power that it releases in the earth, that, that power of agreement, right? You know, there's so much that's been preached about that, but like in marriage, like that is powerful. The power of agreement, hearing God together and, and growing together and being commit, committed to what he says mm-hmm. about us. I want to read this scripture here in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 32. It says, He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. So there's this place where we have been given responsibility for our spirit. We're being given responsibility for our soul. And there's another scripture in Proverbs where it says that when, when uh, he who has no control over his soul is like a city without any walls, whose walls are broken down. Wow. And so there's this responsibility that God gives to us for health and to grow and to yeah. be committed to what it takes, you know, to, to be the person who is able to rule their spirit well. And when, and when you have that, you can accomplish so much more. And so that's where marriage, you know, having a healthy marriage is a part of that, where we have responsibility mm-hmm. to, to do the things that make for life, Yeah, to do the things that make for life. And, um, yeah, I just want to encourage each person who's listening today to just commit again. You know, mm-hmm. if, if there is nothing else, just make the commitment again yeah. to doing it, to do the hard work. Like it is yeah. hard. We talked about it, but like, do it. it. Just make that commitment. You know, um, the Lord is the one who leads us. We yeah. don't know where we're going, yeah. but he's the one who knows where we're going. But we have to be committed to walking. Yeah. And that's, that's yeah. I think one of the most powerful things about marriage is that if you come back to like the simple things of the gospel, like, you know, love the Lord your God with, and love your neighbor as you love yourself mm-hmm. is boils down to like how you interact in a marriage like are you loving your your partner as you love yourself you know are you forgiving are you holding a grudge mm-hmm. you know how is your inner list <laughs> you know <laughs> um and it's just comes so often down to like basic christianity and being made into the life of like uh, likeness of Christ and it um I think it's part of the picture of Christ in the church mm-hmm. I think part of like one big thing that we've had to learn is to overcome the stories of the enemy about our spouse 
Yeah. Like. Yeah. So explain what you mean by that. Okay. So like the thing is this, like there, we can have these internal stories in our heads about people. Right. Mm. And of course the closest person to us most likely is our spouse. right? Right. So what happens though is we it's called um, confirmation bias where we believe we we choose to believe what we already believe. So if I believe something about you, say like the the devil has sown a seed mm-hmm. or or just a circumstance, maybe even a mistake, a legitimate mistake yeah, that you made, or miscommunication or whatever right, it is. Like, made me think my wife is this See, or this way. See, he doesn't care about me because he did, <laughs> right. didn't take out the trash or <laughs> whatever it is. Right, yeah. So, And then the next time the situation comes... It's just so much easier to believe that and attribute that like, well, he really doesn't care about me okay. or she really doesn't care about Because yeah. if she did, she would do this or she would say this or she would respond this way or she right. would... And, and what happens is you build this internal story in your heart and it actually is the starting, like it's twisting of a lie. Mm-hmm. And that's where like division starts because I do care about you, even yeah. though I didn't take out the trash. You're just an acts of service person <laughs> exactly. and I'm like a quality time <laughs> words and touch. I love how every, you know? <laughs> so much comes back to the love languages, no matter how long you're married. It's just amazing. <laughs> right. right. But those little, but confronting those stories yeah. and being like, you know what? Like I, I am having these glasses that are tainting and, and I hear it so many times. It's like, don't make a head issue a heart issue. You know, right. you didn't take out the trash. You don't love me. Instead of being like, will you please take out the trash? Or do you have time to take out the trash? Right. Or you didn't take out the trash because you didn't have, you know, like you were focusing elsewhere or You're whatever. Right. Like, or you were distracted. And, and instead of just right. saying that was something that, you know, we had agreed you would do. Now we're saying in our heart. You're an evil person. You're evil. You don't love me or you won't do anything to contribute or whatever that lie is for you. And then the next time that situation comes, Mm -hmm. you have harbored that lie Mm -hmm. and it's going to grow larger. And you fed it. And you fed it. You feed it. And then what happens is something happens that is totally like not even related. Related. And to you, like... That person is evil. Like that person <laughs> is just vile. You know, they're holding out on me. You know, yeah. like they're they're and, and what happens is like the the enemy loves to like cultivate lies. And it's devi- it's divisive. And right. it keeps us believing something and a judgment about that person. Where if you right. would say to that person, You don't love me, that person would be like, What? <laughs> like, <laughs> like no, like, I how love you. could you even believe that? Right. Because you've assigned a judgment to something. Right. And has taken root or you've assigned a motive a motive yeah that mm-hmm. you don't you know that wasn't really true you know and so that's that's where we need to be honest like what is it that you're like oh mm, i okay she is like that like or she's this way or mm-hmm. he's this way like he he really does mean that you know like what are those kind of stories that are being harbored or the enemy is trying to cultivate in your life about your spouse. Yeah. And you need to repent. Wow. You need to like repent of it. You need to break the lie. Don't cooperate with it. Right. Move in the opposite spirit of it and break that lie and never come into agreement with it, with your words or your actions. I, so many times I talk with people 
and I hear their judgment of their spouse. And it's, they're so critical. And it's like, man, they believe that this person is just the worst person they're in the world. They're just out to get you. Something. And it's, it's, that's sad. That's just yeah. so, and it doesn't, it's sad because it doesn't need to be that way. I mean, there are vindictive people out there, but most likely they're, it's not the person you're married to. <laughs> <laughs> there are some, you know, but yeah. right. not in every case. Yeah. So, you know, for, that's, that's part of like the, the ruling your own soul well. And it's hard when it's such a close relationship to your heart, yeah. you know, but I think what does the Bible say? And when you have a, a history of disappointment. And you have a history of disappointment. Because what does the Bible say you are to do to a sinning brother? Like restore them gently. Like yeah. go to them gently. And that means that you have to not have judgments or mm. like, oh, it's so hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you have yeah. to not like come like a litigator and your litany right. of like offenses right. because... That standard of restore someone gently, like, oh, that's a hard standard for confrontation. But because yeah. it, it makes us, it makes us deal with us. It does. And that's, that's the hardship to, sometimes is dealing with us because so many times we want to tell ourselves victim and villain stories where yeah. the other person is just this absolute villain and I'm just this absolute victim. I haven't contributed at all to the challenges that are happening in my life. This other person is, they're the reason why. And man, like that will get you into a trap and into a pit and into a hole. Or we give ourselves a pass. Like we're like, <laughs> no, but you don't understand what was happening in my right. life this totally. day. And yeah. this is why that happened. But that, God forbid that other person be able to have a pass because they had a bad day. I think that, yeah. you know, that's true. Like you have to realize there are times, I mean, I think just recently we were having a conversation where we were both were like, babe, this is just like a hard week. And you were like, yeah, it is. And we just agreed. We were like, you know, what? we're just going to be extra gracious with each other this week just because of the amount of pressure that we're under. Right. And that just was so healthy and healing for that window of time mm-hmm. because we go both realize like, man, we realize we're going into like a season where it's really – my reactions might not even be about you. It's really about <laughs> it's me. It's about the pressure we're and under. And the pressure or, we're yeah, under. Individuals are under. And yeah. instead of being like the the list checker and mm-hmm. the rule keeper and like, right. well, you, you know, in the minutia, <laughs> we just decided to have each other's back. Yeah. But in order to do this well, you have to know your tendencies. Yeah. Like you got to know where you go to in stress. It, you know, like... When you're stressed, like, what do you do? Like, what, it, and, and you have to know that about yourself and then help yourself get out of that. Like, I'm doing this again, aren't I? And, and if yeah. your spouse knows that, then they can have grace. Like, one thing I love is that, like, we do do overs. I you love do overs. Because, like, like, a do over is when, like, okay, that was just totally dumb. It didn't come out well. <laughs> like, that, that was the two, the, the, the two year married Merle. <laughs> And now I'm going to revert back to the 21-year marriage and be like, hey, can I have a do-over on that? Because that was not right. You know, like, and I love doing do-overs because what it says is like, you know what? I'm not going to judge you on your motive. I'm not going to like assign a motive to you. Like, what is it that you really want to say? What is it that you really want? You know, coming back to this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Do-overs are God's gift. Totally. They are. Are are they not? They they are. He gives us, 
He gives us do-overs all the time. He does. And isn't that isn't that what Jesus said? That, we don't like, deserve it. Forgive, yeah. you know, because your Father in heaven, if you do not forgive those who trespass against you, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you. Well, that's amazing. Wow. And it's hard to do, but he did it. So that's the standard, right? Yeah, that's it. That's the standard. That's the standard. Yeah, so we get to be that that measure of Christ to our spouses as well. Yeah. Well, this has been, whew, got really deep and intense there for a little <laughs> bit, but it was good. And it doesn't mean that if you're listening and you're like, wow, I've got a ways to go. Honestly, so do we. Oh, yeah. You know, and um, but having a ways to go doesn't mean that you have an excuse not to start yeah. or to anchor yourself. So we uh, we have listed a lot of resources Mm-hmm. Um, in the show notes. Yeah, we'll put them in the show notes. We'll try to write them out for you and link them. Maybe we can like dig a little deeper into like some of the things that have really like made a difference for us at some point in the future. Yeah, I would love to just do a whole thing on finances, like the whole thing of how oh, God yeah. led us in building a faith budget. Because yeah. I think so mu- so much stress in marriage can be tied to finances yes. as well. Yes. Yeah, so maybe sometime in the future we'll. We'll tackle that one. But hey, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Yeah. Thank you for listening uh, this long. If you're still with us, you <laughs> wow. know, I hope it was good. I hope it blessed you. Let us know. Yeah. Comment, you know, um, and and we just, we, we pray that God's hand and God's blessing would be upon you and your ministry and your mm-hmm. marriage mm-hmm. and your home. In Jesus' name, Mm -hmm. in Jesus' name. God is faithful to lead us in Mm -hmm. the areas that we don't know. He is so faithful to lead us. And so I just pray that he would lead each one of you listening as well. Just where you are, he is, he's the one. So like as much as marriage counseling is wonderful, like Jesus is the ultimate counselor. He's he is. the one that leads us to the resources we need that are going to make the difference in the moment and the time that we need them. Yeah, yeah. So Father, we just pray for everyone listening, if they're listening and they're um, representing their marriage and their marriage and ministry and the, the desire, God, to just continue to grow. And we thank you that you're the one who leads us. And we just pray for uh, do-overs, opportunities, God. And we pray for every place where we might recognize we've harbored uh, victim villain stories Mm -hmm. or unforgiveness or we've just been keeping a long list. Mm -hmm. And we have heard that we have an opportunity to turn our heart posture and to grow even in our own awareness of of what we are allowing to take up occupancy in our heart and our mind. And so I just pray for freedom right now as people Mm -hmm. release stories and judgments Mm -hmm. and fault finding and even just painful encounters, maybe lies that they've even believed about themselves that have held them back and just continuing to grow in connection with the person Mm -hmm. that God has called them to walk beside. And we pray, Father, for marriages to be strengthened. We pray for marriages that will endure. We pray for um, resolutions and, mm-hmm. and new beginnings. We thank you, God, that you are able to do in one day what man would think would take a thousand years. Mm-hmm. We thank you that your name is Wonderful Counselor. And we just invite you, God, to continue to lead us. We ask that you put your shield of protection over these precious couples who are serving you, God, in their marriages. We ask you to protect them and keep them. You be a shield around them, that your anointing would be over their lives. Mm -hmm. Thank you, God, for grace for the seasons that they're in. 
and that they would not give up, but they would lean into you in the midst of the journey. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks for listening, guys.